Hey y'all, welcome to Southern Bells. Hey y'all, it's Brittany and Beth. So we're glad that you could join in with us today to listen. Again, if you're interested, you can follow us on Facebook at Southern Bells Faith, Food, and Fitness. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, sweet friends. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Southern Bells. It's Brittany with Prayer Pocket this morning. So if you've been following along, we're doing our Grief to Grateful series. We um, are talking about the effects of grief and overcoming that grief and kind of working this out together, right? So I came across a resource that I'm going to share with you. And I'm going to share this specific just because I really like the chapter in this little book and what it talks about. So just bear with me as I share some of these key points with you. And I really think like this um, chapter is going to be probably two weeks worth of material, but I do want to get through what we can tonight. So um, we talked about the stages of grief. We talked about how grief is an individualized experience. We talked about how grief is different for each of us. We also talked about um, how grief impacts and affects us. So what affects your grief though? So if you think about that, like what brings about their grief and why is it different, um, for different circumstances, even though we do experience grief for a number of reasons, right? So, um, this is called a time to grieve. It's by Kenneth C. Haggick, maybe, not sure how you spell his last name or say his last name. But um, he talks about the relationship to the one who died and how each person experiences several different grief episodes over the course of their lifetime in different people, um, different circumstances, different situations, sometimes different ways, right? So... How we grieve a relationship is going to be different based on how that person impacted or influenced our life. So if you think about the loss of a parent, um, (laughs) I don't want to think about losing my parents, obviously. My husband has lost his father and I know what that grief has been like to lose my father-in-law. Um, I feel like I was such a short part of his life, but, um, I had been a part of his life for quite a few years and it's just, it's one of those things that is different than actually losing your own father. Um, there, you know, we assume that as children, our parents are going to be there, um, as long as they're still alive, but. We don't think about sometimes how sometimes our parents are the last of their generation, like the last of their family or, you know, the the last person to carry on their name if they don't have any sons. Those things impact grief differently. Um, I think in that moment we begin to think about our own future and our own lives. And, you know, now we look at, well, we don't have a parent. Our children are not going to have that grandparent. Um, 
How's that going to change the dynamic of our family, right? And then you get to the loss of a spouse. And just to say things like, I also feel like we as generations tend to have anticipations and expectations out of life, right? Like a life expectancy. Um, if you look at the life expectancy in general today compared to what it was 150 years ago, it's way different. If you look at it compared to what it was 900 years ago, it's way different. If you look at it compared to when Jesus walked this earth, it is entirely different. But we still kind of have that human mindset of, oh, well, the life expectancy is getting higher and higher, so that means we're going to live longer and longer. But we're not guaranteed tomorrow, sweet friends. We never are guaranteed our next breath. And, you know, life is but a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. And it's important to always be ready. But I feel like when you think about losing your parents, you think of them being a ripe old age, right? So you think of them living out and fulfilling their life and thinking about it being a next step, right? And hopefully if your parents are born again Christians, then you know where they're going to spend eternity. And while that doesn't take away the burden of care and it doesn't take away the pain of the loss, um, hopefully it does help ease the pain of that separation. Um, you know, you want to think that like parents... And grandparents die at an old age. They fulfilled their life. They've lived their life. They've passed on their important parts to their generations. And now it's their turn to rest. They get to eternally rest, right? But what about like a child like, or a spouse? You know, we expect our spouses to live a long and healthy life the same as us. And I sometimes think about those songs that say, I wish I could have met you sooner so I could love you longer because eternity is still not enough. What do you think that Jesus thinks about you? You know, Jesus is our ultimate love story, right? He loves us unconditionally. Um, the love of a spouse is amazing whenever you have a healthy relationship. A love of a spouse should be a relationship that has been fostered and nurtured and joined together by God. It should be a relationship of trust. It should be a relationship of safety. It should be a relationship of teamwork, right? God created us to be helpmates for each other. Uh, where one is lacking, the other should build up. Where one is boastful, one should bring down, right? So, like, we should balance. We should be the yin and the yang. We should be the ebb and the flow of life together. But half of you seems to be incomplete whenever you lose your spouse. I can't even begin to imagine that loneliness that you may have because... <sighs> If you have a healthy relationship, that person's your friend, your lover, your companion, your soulmate, sometimes they're your only sense of security. And now that has been stripped away from you, maybe not only physically, but emotionally, financially, um, your identity may be threatened. You may be forced to take on a new role in life that you weren't expecting, right? I, um... I can think of two people right now 
very distinctly in my mind. Um, one lost their wife and one lost their husband and they lost them unexpectedly. And one had a solid support system of at home, um, through some children and the other did not. And one was a husband who lost a wife and one was a wife who lost a husband. And the dynamic of that home changed drastically. And I can't even begin to imagine, one, the person who was home by themselves, how lonely those walls must have felt. And then two, the person who still had a supportive family at home, how alone they probably still felt. Because now a part of their identity for however long that they've been with their partner has now been taken away. It's been memorialized, right? Like it never truly vanishes. We never truly release that person from our life because you can't unwrite the story. You cannot unwrite your love story ever. You can only adapt and go with what is left, right? And that's exactly what happened. I have seen the one person flourish and find new love and um, be remarried and continue to work through their gr grief through that and been blessed with an amazing spouse to help them. And then I see the other who has learned to lean on herself and her own strength and find that she has an identity that maybe she didn't even realize that she had, right? And just to know that you're forced into those new roles because of the circumstances, it just, it sometimes happens. How about the loss of a child? It seems like that goes against the laws of nature. Like a parent should never have to bury their child. Um, sometimes there's not even an actual physical burial whenever it's in the sense of, um, a miscarriage, right? Sorry, there's a pause because that's dear to my heart. For those of you that don't know, in 2018, um, we lost a baby. And I believe firmly that that baby was a boy. And um, while my pregnancy was still early, where we, you know, you couldn't have any type of a ceremony, I still had to do that for closure for myself because that was challenging. It was challenging for more than one reason. Um, our excitement, our hopes, our ambitions, our, our dreams and our plans kind of die right along with them whenever they're taken from us. I still personally, and I'm sorry if y'all disagree with me, this is just merely my opinion, merely my opinion. Um, I think it is more shattering and life-changing to lose a child that has been earthside for any amount of time rather than to learn and lose a child pre-delivery. And here's why. While you love your baby when you're pregnant and they're a part of you and that child is absolutely a human being, you don't get to know the personality. You don't get to know the human being themselves. You don't get to see their smile or hear their laugh or look at their features in the same way as one that has been earthside. So my heart really extends to those parents who have had to bury a child. Um, 
sometimes we will question God whenever that happens and even bargain with him to trade places. And I'm sure that has even happened in the circumstances of a spouse where why not me, Lord? Why does my spouse have to face these trials and tribulations and ultimately sometimes they end in death, right? But loss of a child is different than a loss of a spouse. A loss of a spouse is different than a loss of a parent. A loss of a parent is different than the loss of a sibling. A stillborn baby is different than an early term miscarriage. Um, sometimes people will play down miscarriages though and make comments like, well, you can just have another baby or at least you weren't attached to that baby. Um, that's not true, y'all. Like, you cannot minimize death at all in any circumstance. And you should never say that to someone who is grieving the loss of a child. Um, me, personally, I would take it very personal if you said to me, well, you could have another baby. Um, in my instance, I couldn't, right? Like, literally, physically, it was not in the cards for us. Like, um for other personal reasons, like it just wasn't an option. So I not only grieved the loss of that child, I also had to then grieve the fact that there would never be another child that would rest on my chest or that would, you know, I see the first of all the things that they do. So you have to learn to just let that go too. And you have to grieve that. Um, the loss of a sibling. <laughs> I really think, you know, since my brother and I lost our sibling, there are different opinions of that too. Like he probably feels differently than I do. It probably depends on how um, close your relationship was. You know, for me and Andy, we were seven years apart, but then there were eight years between him and our youngest brother. So that means that there were almost 16 years between me and the youngest. And it was different for me than it was him because of our age. But sometimes I still think about it and <clears throat> I think I grieve a lot of the memory, right, of what we had, how we were, how we grew up. But then too, like, what could have been? Where would you be? Who would you be? And then, you know, when I have daughters of my own, now we have two daughters. Well, what if one of the, something would happen to one of them and, you know, how awful it would be for the other one and, and just knowing what my brother and I went through. But, like, what about friends and coworkers and grandparents and any aunt or uncle or family member or cousin, you know, that you lose? Those are all grief, Right. Y'all, I'm sorry. I am so guilty of feeling empathy for strangers, for strangers. I heard about this lady who um, was delivering her sixth child and died of a massive heart attack. They were able to save the baby, but they were unable to save her. So now you have a husband who has this newborn baby and five other children to care for without their sweet mama. 
You know, to me, that's traumatizing. That's heartbreaking. I can't even begin to anticipate or understand that loss or that emotional distress that they're facing. But I think, too, like, just recognizing that it's okay to feel all of the feelings related to death. It's okay to feel all of the emotions and have the anger and have the bitterness, but you can't stay there. That's the key. You can't stay there. You can have your moment. You can have your time, but you also need to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and move on, right? And I don't mean that heartlessly. I do not. I mean that in compassion. I mean that out of love. I mean that out of the memory for your sweet loved one who passed on. They would not wish for you to die with them. They would not wish for you to take their place. I think of my sweet cousin and the family that she left behind. I have several cousins now that have passed away and two of which have had children. And... I know how much they love their children, and I know that they would not have wished to trade places with them at all. And I know that the way to keep their memory alive is to show all the amazing qualities that they had in your own life. And to, if anyone asks, you tell, if anyone, you know, brings it up, you talk, you release it, even when it's hard. I love when I hear someone mention my brother's name or my sister-in-law's name or they talk about my father-in-law or my grandparents. Um, I love it because it brings them back to light and I can still hear their voice and hear their laughter and, you know, smell something that reminds me of them or songs. And it's not about being stuck there. It's not about that. It's about dusting yourself off and rising out of the ashes, and becoming something beautiful because they touched your life so dearly. Even the sweet babies that you carry and never bring to Earthside, the impact that they leave on us is undeniable. Scientists proven that a child's cells will actually imprint in the mother even before they're born. So you still, mama, if you have left, lost a sweet child who has now become your heavenly angel, you still carry a portion of that baby with you. And it's up to you to shed their light in this dark world. And it's up to you to be the beacon of hope and the reminder that they were and the hope that one day they will be, right? Friends, I hope that you are getting as much out of this series as I am. I hope that your hearts are getting lighter from the burdens that you carry and that you're able to remember that God saw all that he made and it was very good. Genesis, back in Genesis, God said all that he made was very good. He made no mistakes. Yes, our days are numbered. Yes, we face sin, we face trials, we face adversity. Sometimes our worlds are shaken, and sometimes we have no idea how to react. But 
God remains with us in all of these dark places. He does. He looks after us. He cares for us. And he wants us to lay those burdens at the foot of the cross. Friends, I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week. And next time we talk through the grief series, we're going to talk about like sudden death, um, anticipated death. And we're going to talk about like how different types of death can even impact us differently and like what impact that has us. Um, grief is different for each of us. And sometimes I think society expects us to maybe be sad when someone dies, but maybe we're not sad. Um, ironically, my dad just preached about this on Sunday and he was not sad when his grandma passed away because she was in so much pain and her body was so riddled with cancer that it was a blessing for her to be able to go home with Jesus. But that's different than someone who loses their child to a car accident or someone who has a spontaneous miscarriage after finding out that they have this life growing inside of them. Or, you know, it's different for the person that who has struggled with miscarriage after miscarriage and has had to do IVF and failed IVF and all of these things stack up. But God is telling us that he cares in Psalms 147 verse 3, he said, He heals the brokenhearted, binds up their wounds. Let him place the bandages on your heart so that you may heal. Let them open up to light. Let them be aired out and rejoice that you have life new. Happy Tuesday, friends. Have an amazing rest of your week. Bye, y'all.